Podcast for the working cowboy. Oh, welcome back, Daylight Burners. Um, got Casey Howell back on the show with me, and we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit of feedlot shit today. Um, be- before we get into anything too much, Casey, I, I gotta I gotta give a shout out to everybody that uh, showed up in Elko this past weekend. Um, I. I really truly appreciate you guys. It, it was a, I I was kind of down in the dumps on Friday. Like, not many people showed up, and uh, we put on a good show. I thought, anyways, and and uh, I was I was not real impressed with my performance, but overall the show I thought was good. Uh, Matt and Rachel Wilson are truly incredible people. Uh, like, th- those guys are so fucking talented, and they're just. They're so fun to be around. Um, but then Saturday morning, Rachel kind of kicked my ass. She called me and she's like, hey, we're doing a fucking show. This is the goddamn Burning Daylight show. And you're a good man and you're doing good shit. And uh, people came here to see you. So let's fucking put on a show for them. And I was like, you know what? You're fucking right. Uh, it's right. And so we started the show Saturday with five five cow punchers in the corner and that was it. And we were having a goddamn ball and then people just trickled in all night. And before you knew it, we had like 50 people and, and we played, I think we came off, we started about seven thirty, seven forty five, somewhere in there. And I think we got off stage at, at uh 1230 or some, some bullshit like that. We just kept playing. And it was, it was at the point where I literally was out of, I had nothing else prepared for the night i was like i'm i'm i've told stories unless somebody like tells a story that makes me remember a story i haven't told yet um i'm just gonna start saying my poetry over again because i'm out of shit but it was it was it was awesome um and i don't know i just uh it takes somebody like that like rachel gave me that little pep talk and i was like you know people came to Elko to see me and uh we I don't care if I'm I'm feeling down in the dumps they came here to see me so like let's fucking entertain these bastards and that's what we did and so like Adam Drake is a goofy goofy cocksucker but he shows up with bells on and he's ready to fucking party and he he just brings he brings kind of kind of brings the show to life and you're like fuck yeah I like that guy I appreciate you man so Adam uh, hats off to you all the canadian fellas that i met the 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 fella from utah i cannot remember his name i'm not good with names I, i'll remember his face forever but the guy that played cowpoke for me so i could sing um shoot me a message and uh because i want i want you to play next year if you're if you're willing so anyways that being said elko was a grand old time like always I fucking I fucking love those like truly cowboy events. I know uh, cowboy poetry gets kind of a bad name because there's a lot of gunsels that come to town, but 
Man, there's a lot of fucking sure enough cow hands that come to Elko as well. And uh you find the good shows and that's where typically that's where the real the real uh the real buckaroos cow hands hang out. Damn. You you gonna make it over there, buddy? If I don't, carry on without me. Uh well we'll uh we won't even notice, but uh, yeah, soldier on. At least you can f- hear me this time. Hey, we we've done a lot of. Like, I think you're what on like five or six podcasts by now, yeah, something like that. Like you're getting up there. You're you're one of the out outside of like the the regular shows. You're one of the the most frequent guests, and I don't I don't hate that at all. I we always have a That's good time. Cool. Me either. Uh. And but it's always a little sketchy as whether it's going to work. It, yep. it usually it usually does, but it's yep. <laughs> it's not it's not always the best audio. But it always it always seems to work. And uh, yeah, yeah, my truck droning in the background when I was headed to Texas. Well, you're kind of yeah, you're in kind of in civilization nowadays. So yeah, it's, oh uh, man, you know I actually have a house with an actual bathroom. I got a fucking shower, man. Like moving on up, like. To the, the east side. <laughs> oh, man, like, the fact that, like, I can turn a knob and I got water. Like, y'all think I'm dumb, but, man, that's cool. Like, that's I, really see, cool. See, I, I think uh, this is where, like, me and you play an important role in culture. Because we can <laughs> go talk to the black guys and the Mexicans and talk about how poor we were. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Like Man, uh, that's, no, so I think cowboys play group, a, a vital like, role because mm, we're the missing there's a, link. There's a lot of rich kids that come play cowboy, and and some of them actually make really good cow hands. Yeah. But most of us are pretty goddamn poor and stay pretty poor. poor. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they like it, anybody that's doing pretty good cowboying, they're hustling their dick off. Yeah, <laughs> you you have to. They it just cowboy don't pay much. It it no. really don't pay much. No, like and horse prices right now are nuts, mm. dude. I'm I'm feeling bad for my horses. Like they're not in bad shape, but I yeah. just know they need. I know they need a break, and I can't afford something else. Yeah, right no now. shit. I, well, I gotta go. Uh, I'm uh, I have some outside horses coming, but mm. this has actually been probably the best thing in the world for my colt. No, I bet. I bet, oh, dude. Man. He's broke. Like, he got his third set of shoes put on today. Hell yeah, dude. Just I mean, wearing out horseshoes. That's... He's pretty big, and I'm not really... I'm walking. And the this, most this is your big stud? This is your big stud, Colt? Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Man, he's... So, what I'm hoping is, he'll be like, he'll pay for himself eventually, but... With me using him and actually like working as a half draft stud, working mm. around mares and everything, and he's well behaved and he does his job well. I mean, that might be something people want to breed to. Yeah, uh, for sure. If he's if he's nice, I mean that that goes a long ways, man. And especially yeah. with a half draft, how's he? Move? Well, I've been riding him around nothing but mares. I think I've rode him around one gelding since I've been here. Yeah. And that's pretty good because I don't have to reprimand him. He doesn't even acknowledge the mares. I mean, it's like the mare will sit there and wink at him and everything and back up to him and rub him. And he's like, 
Daddy, it's touching me. <laughs> I'm like, my, my I'm owner open. says you're not my type. My owner yeah. says you're not my type. <laughs> I don't know my mother, but <laughs> I never knew my father. <laughs> How, so how's he move? He's out of an Amish half draft. Okay. Or an Amish Belgian. Nice. So Those, he's bred to work. Belgians I are. Bred mare. Belgians are pretty goddamn athletic for uh, for big yeah. horses. So, well, so how's his right. lat? How's his lateral movement? Oh man, pretty good. Like I sorted, I sorted go homes on him yesterday, and I hardly missed a one. See, you kind of gotta retrain how you sort on a big horse because you don't have yeah. to move as far. You know, well, like, my you, my big you gotta my be a little horse, m- more. Oh, sorry. Uh, you you got to be a little more refined with your feet because, yeah. like I said, it it only takes a half step for you know, like yeah, where you it, don't I guess like a a normal like a, say my 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 good horse is fifteen fifteen one somewhere in there, and uh, like it'll it'll take uh, if I want her to go halfway across the alley, that takes a, like a goose, you know, like, like yeah. it's a it's like a jab and hold, you know. Yeah. But like uh my not so good horse that's quite a bit taller, um, he takes a just a jab, just a jab. Yeah. I want him to step over, but also like his step is about like uh one yeah. and a quarter of my of my yeah, good man. <laughs> yeah, so like I mean you you gotta kinda but he's also a lot like my good mare obviously is gonna be my 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 real good horse she's she's real responsive to the feet so it doesn't take yeah. much where him it takes more effort to get him to move but you also yeah. don't you don't need him to take a full step yeah so it's like and, just starting the movement and letting go yeah exactly so like all and and it's cuz he's an older arena horse i got him when he was like 14 and and he's done nothing really except team rope so huh. like he's i mean he's a fast son of a bitch like strapped to a goddamn rocket ship um but he's when you go to sort something his nose goes straight up in the air so like you've got to be very deliberate with your with your yeah. feet but like you got to get his attention but you cannot hold it for very long so everything's like very it's almost violent Look yeah. like when when you're riding Quickly. him, it it looks real violent, but it's not. It's just like it's 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 the horse, you know. Yeah. Well, you seen that bullseye horse mine, that big tall gray. Yeah. Well, man, people like I literally have the tallest. You horse look there. like Charlie Chaplin on that oh, horse, man, by I the way. I mean, you're not you're not super short, but that horse makes you look real short. And he's a branded Mustang. They're not supposed to get that big. I've got one like that. She's way bigger than she should be. And well, uh, I fed, but I fed him. I mean, his whole growing period, he got fed like great alfalfa. I gave him grain and power pack. I mean, no, he so has he's a lot just more. Feel, What's he's that? feeling? He's feeling good about himself. Yeah. Well, yeah. He was given a lot more of an advantage than most Mustangs would get. Mm-hmm. So you pour that nutrients to him, 
that's capable of the Mustangs that are in the wild, but their their bodies are designed to take in just so much. And yeah. that's all there there is to but they can take in more. But with him, he had all this stuff to his disposal, so he grew like a weed. Hell yeah, man. It's uh it's amazing what a little feed will especially at the right time, what a yeah. little feed will do for a horse. Or cow I think too. for about three to three to five, six, if you feed the hell out of them, that's your growing time. See, um, so you're you're uh you're down in a big feed lot and yeah. uh and, and I'm I'm in a little grower yard and, and I've been in I've been around feed lots now since uh well full time for the most part. I have to two- go to both the feed lot and our grower yard. Okay. Well, so, well we'll talk about that here in a minute. But it's pretty cool. I I've I've been I've been in a feed lot since two thousand nine and I've uh I, I like I really appreciate the way that we that we feed cattle here because we, we have uh most of our yard is, is dairy heifers and dairy heifers are a pain in the ass to yeah f- for for cowboys because you they're got about, Yeah, they're really dumb and you got about thirty days where you actually have to work on them and then after that they're kinda just like they just take care Pets. of themselves. Uh, and but they that's when they get real like they get real aggressive towards your horse like yeah they, they, they they never get mean but they get they get they way like to, pushing them around they're 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 way up in your personal space like yeah way way up in your personal space uh but they're but health wise uh do what now do you have any experience with them hump cattle like Bramers? Uh, a little bit. It's been a long time. Uh, when I was there at uh, at Syracuse for for JBS or, or Five Rivers, um, we we would get some out of like South Texas that were just straight silver humpback yeah. Bramers. This I, is I, an I, ocean I really, of humps, man. I I really like those those Bramers because they they move. Oh, but they move, but they're um, they are kind of wild, but they're not they're not particularly snorty. Like they're uh, no, they just want to get away from you. Yeah, but when you cross them with something, holy shit, they get mean. Yeah, they they, they get real mean. Like those, we uh, got a bunch of half Watusi brammers. Oh fuck! I bet those yeah. are some goosey suckers. Those because yeah. Watusi's what an African breed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're they're fighting lions and like rival yeah. tribes and shit. They're bred to kill shit. Yeah, they have to. Like yeah, and yeah, then they've got a massive set of horns on them. But luckily, they cut, they dehorn everything here. Yeah, you, you they got have a, to. They got a contract you, with Tyson, and they the horns can't be over so long. Like we yeah. literally railed a freaking. Healthy, great-looking steer because he had horns two inches mm. too long. I believe that uh, there was uh, when I was there at uh, well, see at Cactus we we were one of the smaller yards, so like we we shipped. I want to say we shipped like somewhere between like eight hundred and fifteen hundred a week. Yeah, so, that's about what we did. 
Okay. But we do twelve hundred and over. Yeah. Um it's pretty good though. Texas is a little different though. Um so we like everything uh every now and then we'd get some Mexican cattle and yeah. they'd have to go they'd have to go to Amarillo, but everything else went to to Garden City or Holcomb. I'm not and, uh, sure of these guys. Um well, I think Kansas doesn't kill uh Mexican cattle or or any non-native cattle. I think huh, uh, I didn't know that. I think I don't know if it's a law, but I I, I know it was the same thing at uh when I was at uh Grant County. They fed a lot of southern cattle, but they wouldn't they wouldn't feed any Mexicans and huh. like the the Texas yards were all full of Mexicans, but I I think that's yeah. because I think they be that's because they they would kill them in Texas. So um, I think but, they go to Amarillo. I I would imagine so, and then yeah. like all the all the JBS um or, or Five Rivers cattle is? went to uh, could make an alley to JBS from the home yard, and they don't buy. They don't send stuff. Yeah, it, I, I mean, I understand prices and everything, but it, it'd be really convenient. I I know, and and all it would take is for JBS to bid just a little bit more. Yeah, that it, it'd be uh, it'd be well like they'd save so much money on freight. Oh but, yeah, yeah. But that's how those that's how those big boys play, though. It's yeah uh, by the numbers. You, you got you got your territory. I got my territory, and we're not going to overlap because if we yeah. if we overlap, then we're going to come into competition, and competition's bad for everybody. Because now we we can just set these prices high. Yeah, it's uh, it's a wild, it's a wild system that we live in. You know, I know. I try to say ignorant of most stuff. Like I know the big politics, like the the big debates and all that. I know about that shit. But for the most part, man, I just try to stay ignorant because ignorance is bliss. Uh, that's that when people ask me about what cattle prices are. I'm like, man, I don't, I don't fucking know. Yeah, I don't want to. I know how much I make. <laughs> yeah, that that's pretty much like I know, I know the cattle I ride, and I know how much I make, and that's yeah, that's that's all <laughs> I need to know. Like I, I'm curious about a lot of it, and then the more I find out, I'm just like, hmm. I really you know what like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna I'm gonna do my job because uh seems like seems like everybody in the business minus the giant packers are just like holding their nose at the deal they get. And yeah. it's like, I don't I don't even know how you change it. The you know? best they can get and that's all they can get. That's shitty part. Yeah. And um I don't know. So like we have a we have a couple guys that that feed out cattle with us and and not a lot, but but they do the direct to consumer. Um and this one guy like he's he's doing uh, I don't know like four or five um uh, animals like a quarter or something like that. And so you know, you're looking at like I don't know, somewhere between like 12 to to 20 head of cattle a year, which is like that's not bad numbers for for no. for one for one rancher. Yeah, I'm just like I mean, that's still plus his other income. I mean, that's still thirty thousand dollars. I know, and that's why I'm saying I I like man, I wish more people would hustle like that because yeah. it, 
I, I bet it pays off in, uh, on, in the long run. And his wife does all the, like the social media stuff and, and, uh, and like they do a good job of it, but it, it, it's a lot of work. I can tell. Uh, but also yeah. I was like, I, I bet it pays off for him because I, I, I see his cattle and his cattle are, are like just, you know, they, like they're just easy. You don't have to do shit yeah. with them. I, 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 uh, I, I ride by, uh, like I back alley him every day. Yeah, and, and yeah. just like yeah, he, yeah, and then like once a month he comes and picks up a, a load of steers, and and then like every other month he'll drop a couple more off, and you're just like, yeah, uh-huh. fucking keep keep at it, man. I yeah. hope this builds into something cool where where like you almost have to build your own packing plant to 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 keep up with the demand, and. But I, I I just I wish more people would do that because that that's that's how you break the the big like corporate yeah. stuff because but you have to get a lot of people to do it but with you like have to. with these corporate yards it's really I mean you can't compete no no because they can you know they can outbid you on like the first three set of cattle at the sale barn and and just overrun the market. And then after that, they can bid whatever they want. Yeah, pretty much. So we would get cattle in when I was down in Colorado and there's an expected death loss of mm -hmm. like 35%. And I'm like, what? That's a high death loss. Yeah. But it was acceptable because of what they were giving for them cattle. Mm. versus what they're making in the end and plus what it costs feed medicine and all that but man i was just like but we drove it all the way down to 3.4 yeah that's I that's mean, not bad i mean we were pulling when, like 150 200 a day in a seven thousand head starter yard yeah that'll that gets old pretty quick don't oh, it? oh man it does horses get nice Good horses, and I, oh, yeah. I made a pretty good dog out of it. It's funny. Uh, you'll have a guy be like, "I don't know why you don't just doctor all of them in the pen." And you're like, "Ah, come, come with me for a day, and you'll see." Yeah, why. yeah. <laughs> Your horse, you're gonna need two or three of them. If yeah, you, you ain't you ain't got enough horses for it. I promise you. Yeah. Like I am one, so we have twelve guys on our crew, and I am one of two guys that's allowed to carry rope. Nice. Nice. I mean, it's just because I'm at the grower yard. Because mm. there's really no reason to rope a fat unless that's that. I mean, you can le- break in case of a uh, of emergency. That's yeah, kind of. I mean, I mean, I've had to rope fats before, but it was for something dumb. Either they tried to run off, or wouldn't go through a gate, or something like. But like, not a not a gate from the pen. Usually, yeah. you can take you out with them. I mean, bats are big, dumb, slow, and stupid. They want to. They they just want to play and move along, right? And, and so you just get the one that you want on the fence and let whatever else go out in front of you. Set a yeah, set a block gate, and then it's pretty easy to pull fat. Oh yeah, it's 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 harder to see them than it is to to pull. Yeah, out. like that. Like fats are pretty tough to see sometimes because they're fat. Yeah, they're fat. About the only thing you indicate, you know, the normal slobber, but a lot of them get the, you have to look at their shoulders and fucking even from the back, you can see it like a heart failure or something. Yeah. 
But yeah. so I've had them where they really didn't even show in their chest. It was more through their whole body instead of going through the front, kind of went on the bottom up. Yeah, and then I, if it's if it's oh, not in the summer, you can you can kind of look at their nostrils, but that only yeah. works in the in the fall and the winter because uh, once it starts warming yeah. up, their their nostrils are going to flare just because they get yeah. hot. It's uh, I don't know real quick and shit. Fats are different. They uh, it takes a you got to retrain your eye a little bit. Yeah, that's the problem with riding. So we we pretty much like we can over the fence a lot of our fats, mm-hmm. but that's just fats in general. But yeah. if I have something young or or something that's been a problem before, then yeah, I'm going to go in there and take a look because I don't want that to fall apart. Right. But if you go like at the at the grow yard, I bet I pulled. I pulled six head out of one of our new pins just because, man, I got to get ahead of whatever's going to break. Yeah. Well, and you got to see what everybody, everything's temping too. Like, yeah. People will, people will cuss a thermometer, but I, I'm a fan. I, it, I'm a fan too because I want to know at what am I getting them at the, the peak, just the start, or at the downfall of it. Yeah. Or, or are they just ugly? You know? Yeah. <laughs> that too. And, uh, like I, I always, you know, like I, we, we docker our own cattle here, you know, big, bigger feedlots. So you have a docker crew for we it, but we, um, but All you gotta I take them. Ride my cattle and go to, go back to Capital Shack. Yeah. But, but you guys got to do go homes too. So yeah, but I like that cause that's a great place to start a cult. Two, it three, really five, is, and it's it's, it's a good way to train your eye too, because you're like, all right, that one's got a doctor tag or that one's got a mark, yeah, and uh, and that one didn't temp, that one didn't yeah. temp, okay, that so I'm just I'm seeing you're either not you're either seeing it uh early or you're just look you're seeing ugly, yeah, I've had ones that that were in a pen of natives. And they still mm-hmm. they didn't have any ear, but somewhere along the line there was some brain more bread in, and his ear just happened to get a little lower on his head. Yeah, <laughs> but he but, he catches your eye every time too. Yeah, yeah, and, and you might pull him just because he's ugly five freaking times and never tell. I know. It's uh, I've had a couple of those where I've put a big X on their side. And just like, yeah, Stop don't even. Stop pulling this motherfucker. We're yeah, gonna kill like, him. Yeah, his tail or some shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just like wait, we're gonna kill this motherfucker if we keep pulling him because yeah, no he, he's gonna get. He's just getting exercised now. See, the way we do it is, uh, so if you pull them twice within a week, uh, they get doctored on that second time, regardless, because yeah. there, there's some, there's probably something there. Yeah. Um. But then you get those ones that are just fucking ugly. Like there's, yeah. they, they never, they never temp, and you can run them through the chute six, eight times. Yeah, and they'll get, they'll get treated out all the way, but they'll never temp. <laughs> and you're just like, uh, after, after like the second time where they don't temp, yeah. mark that motherfucker so somebody knows, like, hey, this guy's just ugly. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so we we all have our own sections and. Man, I mean, the money's good enough. I really don't take days off unless I absolutely have to. 
People I mean, make some money in a feedlot if they're paying you by the hour. Well, I'm getting paid damn wage, but man. Ah, right, well, even even if you're, as long as you're not on salary, you can make some good money yeah, in a feedlot. Yeah, like stay away, like young people listening, stay away from salary, especially on the big outfits. Like if you yeah. find a smaller one, uh, like, a smaller one might be able to afford a a, a better salary. Yeah. Like you, it's uh, but you gotta. It takes a while to get into something like that. Uh, yeah. I got pretty lucky out here, and I'm on salary, and it works for me. But yeah, I'm if, only if, we, it, if we yeah. if we had fifty thousand head, it wouldn't work for me. Yeah, because that's a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. Especially but we, if you're if you're doing your doctor and everything, that that's a lot of work. Mm, uh, the problem. I've kind of run into on these smaller outfits is like, like we we're at the lowest cow herd numbers ever, uh, or at least in modern history, whatever since, yeah. since like, like 1950 something. So there's not a lot of cattle and, and there's a lot of heifers on feed, which is a bad yep. sign. It's a bad yep, sign. I mean, means we're like, losing more cattle. Mm-hmm. So like cow prices are going to get higher. So damn much. I know, it's just, yeah, because there's not many of them around, yeah. and uh, and the people, and there's a lot of people still not not holding anybody uh, back because they don't have grass for it, and yeah. uh, and then out here, like bro, we've had uh, some really good moisture the last, uh, well, last winter was was extraordinary moisture. This year is is it started out slow, but it's it's been coming on here the last week or two. That's and, good. uh, yeah, so we're going to have good grass again. Feed prices are high. So like, there's a good chance we're not going to see a whole lot of cattle this, this summer because there's just too much grass to be had out here. But yeah. there, there's a, there's a lot of places in the middle of the country where like the drought's getting better, but they can't, they can't increase their herd yet. Like grass, hay, like it's stupid. So when it went no, on my retarded. Man, grass was the cheapest in Winnemucca, Nevada. Yeah, because we had a lot of moisture last year, so we had a lot Wait, of hay. No, it was in, no, in Wickenburg, Arizona. <laughs> Either way, I, they had a lot of... Yeah, yeah it's funny. Did. I had a, I had um that dude from Vermont. What's his name? Uh, John Clark. Uh, he's, he's friends with Kate Bowen. Um and he he brought up how you know they had that big um, volcano explosion in uh, Tonga, I think is what where it was, but somewhere in the South Pacific. Yeah, and it like it threw so much ocean water into the atmosphere, and then all of a sudden, you know, we just got pounded with huh. uh, with with winter winter storms, and you're like. He's like, I think there was a big uh, correlation there, and like, huh? I'd never even heard that before, but that I've makes a lot of, of it makes a lot of sense. Like cloud seeding on a giant scale. On yeah, like a massive scale. Like I mean, it was it was a bigger explosion when they used to drop, uh, you know, than when they used to drop nukes there in the South yeah. Pacific because they because they, they used to test a bunch of them over there in that that general area. Yeah, that's where that big ass iguana came from. Oops. Yeah, and <laughs> and this this uh, volcano explosion was like five or six nukes going off. Jesus Christ! Yeah, so definitely, definitely possible. 
right and so like you're just like huh that makes a lot of sense like when you when you when when you sit back and think about it you're like huh i don't know if that's true or not but it sounds it sounds plausible it sounds real it sounds real plausible and uh and then it just so happened we hit uh, it was the first year of an El Nino cycle too. So yeah. like we're already getting more moisture and then you add that on top of it you're like oh, no wonder Los Angeles flooded. Yeah. <laughs> you know like <laughs> that's natural. It kind of makes sense when when you think about that. It yeah. was I mean like that and it only happened for like a day or two but like Las Vegas was flooded too. But yeah, I, I don't know. It's just so I rode. I rode out in the desert in Arizona, and man, mm-hmm. I've noticed like I'm. I never, you know, I was having fun, and I went. I found that couch and everything, but for land out there, you can see like there's there's ravines that are. They may not be as wide as this table, you know, a foot, two foot wide, but they're ten foot deep. Oh yeah. Yeah, cause uh, like when it rains, it it fucking rains. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. The like we grew up on uh, like the, where we grew up, they called it the Great American Desert, and it and yeah. it it's it's pretty deserty, but it's not but real desert. Have you desert. ever seen Two full? Uh, a couple times I have. I've only seen it full once, but it uh, filled up this last time. It stayed full for like a decade. Yeah, it's um yeah, when it come when it gets full, it 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 stays full for a while. Yeah. But then uh I I remember it was like in 2012 or 2011, 2012 somewhere in that range. Yeah. There there was there was uh an old boy that lives at Two Buttes and he walked right out into the middle of the lake and it was only yeah. like shin shin high at the yeah. deepest part. I remember um, it was blowing up you could see like plants growing all the way. Oh like, yeah, there, the there, there was a lot of dead fish because, yeah. <laughs> because it was so low. And then the I next year, it filled right. the The very next year, it was like at one of the highest levels it's yeah. ever been. It just it's I bet weird. They dropped a lot of fish. <laughs> oh yeah, it, it's it, it's weird when Mother Nature decides to change course. Like yeah. Uh, and just I mean, all of a sudden, you like a you go you go a, a year and a half without any measurable precipitation, and the yeah. next thing you know, it's like the month of June, you get twelve inches of rain. You're like, oh, that's that, well, that's a yearly irrigate out of that lake. Uh I yeah, I think so. Or they they used to, or they're. Tr- I don't think so much anymore just because there's not any water left. Yeah. That's, that, that's one of the, one of those things my dad's been fighting is, uh, he's like, ah, mm-hmm. uh, you're, you're sucking the aquifer dry. And you know what, you know what doesn't make, you might enjoy this. So the, I think it was 1934 water compact. Mm-hmm. That was where, the last one. Where they, uh, they went through the, or the water for Bonnie, Bonnie Dam. Mm. So they drained the dam. They yeah, drained and... the whole reservoir, and man, that killed an entire freaking source of income for thousands of people. Oh yeah, there's a 
there's a song by uh, Jason Boland uh, about that same type of deal in uh, in Oklahoma where they the opposite thing is where they cleared out uh, like a whole bunch of farmers and built a, a reservoir. Yeah. And, and now like there's you know it, it's like one of those Lake of the Ozarks deals where you like Lake of the Ozarks is this massive fucking lake, but it's not it's a hundred percent man made. Yeah. And um. That's nuts. But, yeah, you, you, uh, you, and it built an entire economy off of tourism and, and, and like leisure sports. Yeah. But it, but it, it, it pushed all these farmers off their land that'd been there for five, six generations, you know? Well, there's like, there's a few farms out in that lake, but, uh, or a couple anyway, but there's like the old foundation, a bunch of plows and shell there. When the water drying up, you can go and find it. Yeah, that's it's wild, man. Um, when you're in a road that's right through the center of the lake, it's it's crazy how quickly America changed. You know, like farming yeah. everything. Like we're we're still. So I, I was listening to that interview with uh, Tucker Carlson and, and Vladimir Putin today, yeah. and he was. He was talking about how the Russians celebrated their 1,000th uh, anniversary in 1862. We were in the middle of our civil war, which yeah. you know, our not e- the country's not even a hundred years old. In the middle of a civil war, and the Russian Empire just celebrated their 1,000th. Uh, anniversary like this country is so young as far as you yeah. know as far as like western terms go you know the indians go way way back but we we did a pretty good job of just wiping them off the map yeah unfortunately uh, yeah I, I mean i'm i'm not taking sides one way or the other i'm just saying that, oh, I like, think it's pretty fucked up. <laughs> I, I do too but i also like it's not any more fucked up than what's happened around everywhere else in yeah, the world. Yeah, you know, it's it just human nature. I mean, it just, yeah, it's the, the story of humans. Or pred- and, and, predatory instinct, you know? Yeah, I'm going well, to take your like, ass, I'm right. going to take your land, I'm going to eat your food. Well, and, and you could even look, break it down even further. It's like, um, you guys use this land, but not like we could use this land. And yeah. and, and and turns out the, the 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 European settlers were right. They had they had a far more productive use of the land. Yeah. Um maybe not as it, and well obviously not as intimate of a knowledge of the land. Yeah. Uh, so like their their uh the practices that the Europeans brought over are good for like a generation or two until shit changes yeah, and like that's changes. that's where like yeah. climate the whole climate change kind of comes into yeah to, to effect like I, I don't i don't agree with like the climate change agenda because they're they're trying to just shut us off from fossil fuels right now and that's a stupid idea but there's well, a lot of to say climate a lot of people doesn't exist that's kind of i mean look at the dust bowl it, yeah, it absolutely I mean, it like happens. we didn't we didn't change the weather, but we goddamn we sure changed the land. We changed the conditions on the ground yep. through through farming practices and whatnot. Like the the weather did what it was gonna do. I don't think we're ever gonna change that. 
but we like i said we can definitely change the conditions on the ground i mean yeah. this past this past summer it was 31 days in a row that uh phoenix got over 110 degrees where everywhere else around it cooled off pretty drastically and you're just like oh it's it's all the concrete and asphalt yeah. and steel and it, and they 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 like yeah it's it's a dome over Las Vegas and Phoenix in particular. Maybe they need to do some painting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or, or figure maybe there just shouldn't be that many people living in the fucking like, desert. Yeah, you know, yeah, but that many people can stay there because they're used to that many people. <laughs> right, exactly. But like, figure out how to get your own water. Yeah, <laughs> you stop know? making like, more. <laughs> Right, it's it's like uh, L.A. You know, they when they or California in general, they you know they're climate friendly now. Yeah. So that that there's no coal uh, or very few coal fired power plants in California, but they import a ton of energy from Utah, and that's all coal powered, baby. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, you're, I mean, it, it's it's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. It probably runs their electric cars too. Oh yeah, you know it does. And then yeah, that that's the thing. Like I'm I'm very intrigued by the electric car. Uh, Man, like, I think did you see I, when it froze everywhere and all them Teslas for stranded? Yes, yes, and I'm like, so it's like we're not there yet. I'm I'm no. intrigued because like when when you see. Fucking the cyber truck drag racing a Porsche, towing a Porsche and just blowing it out of the water. Yeah. You're like, all right, there is something to the power in an electric yeah, there's vehicle. There. there there's some really cool shit there. But by the well, way, like a train a train's nothing but generators with yeah. fucking electric wheels. I mean, makes sense. I know, and it, like no, the the technology is fascinating, but yeah. it's not ready. It's not ready to 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 take it. Like in, until you can stop after when your battery goes dead, and and you when you can charge it in like five minutes. Yeah, that's a game changer. Not and, and twelve you can, hours, and you, twenty-one and, hours. And you can make the the energy affordable, which is going to take some fossil fuels, by the way. Yeah. Or nuclear, one of the two. Um, then I'm like, I'm really intrigued because engineering wise, it's fucking fascinating. Like, can yeah. you imagine the giant like rock trucks they're going to be able to create when when they make that thing feasible to? Yeah. Or 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 if they can make some sort of alternator that charges the battery as it's as it's going. Like, uh, oh, you seen them Indian guys online that uh, make a. Perpetual motion machine that. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that's cool as shit. Mm-hmm. But like, if it if it keeps spinning, why can't it work? I mean, if it's generating power and making itself spin with its own power, then why don't they invest in that and somebody start uh, doing something like that? Do you remember how gay? the first version of the Prius was? I didn't drive one, but my truck sure, sure repelled some. Well, <laughs> like, it's... what I think the the vehicle itself was fine, but do you, you remember how gay they looked? Oh, yeah. 
Well, the the other day, like when I think it was when 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 uh, they pushed through the infrastructure act or whatever, when they they put on all these uh, tax credits for electric vehicles, the the CEO of Toyota, who makes the best pickup nowadays, like I I don't think it's even a close second. Like, yeah, have, I like them tacos. They don't have the like the heavy duty three quarter one ton ones yet, but just give it time. Yeah, uh, Toyota's Toyota is going to dominate the the mm-hmm. pickup market because they're better and cheaper. Well, um, don't they have a, a diesel three quarter ton? Or is that um, I don't know about that. I know they had a, a diesel half ton at one point. Um, yeah, it was coming. It might have been, yeah. I, like I can't remember for sure. Like it's uh, related to the four BT somehow or some shit. I think so. Um, I, I don't know for sure. Like I, I've kind of stopped paying attention on on those because they they can't just afford them. <laughs> they well, and they made them shitty. Like I look at our feed trucks. We've had we bought two feed trucks in the last like three years. Jesus and. And about half of the time, we've only been running with one feed truck because the other one's in the goddamn shop, and it's all related to the fucking emissions bullshit. Yeah, just Don't like the, the engine itself is awesome, but like once but you put all suck. yeah, yeah, you put the emissions bullshit on it, it just causes all these problems. And as soon so, as you take it off. My uh, my brother in law had one of them eco eco class business class no it was the eco class uh, Freightliner and it had mm-hmm. all that emission stuff. Well, they deleted it and put a chip on it. Who man, yeah. that thing was balls. Like, the engine themselves are awesome. Yeah, it just but they have to put all this bullshit on it, and and it causes so many problems, and they burn more fuel. That's the biggest yeah. part. Is they burn because more they have fuel? To burn the emissions off, which go where up there? <laughs> uh, yeah, but like, but we we spend more fuel to make sure that it comes out cleaner. Yeah, and that's saving the environment somehow. One one cardboard box and plastic jug at a time. Ah, uh, it's it's crazy. But anyway, that that the CEO of Toyota was like. Um, if we would have had the incentive to invest in hybrid vehicles, we'd be like, they're already well ahead of the game, but he's yeah. like the, the amount of cobalt and lithium and whatever it takes to go into a battery, we could make eight hybrid vehicles for one electric. Yeah. Vehicle. Yeah. And you're just like, just I think every like once once the price of everybody did that. Once once the price of fuel goes up, you remember back in the seven like how many people did you know growing up that still ran their pickup on propane? Not a lot. But there was there was there were they were out there. They definitely were. So one of my friends, that's what his deal was. He uh he built his flatbed with the propane tank in it mm-hmm. for his Toyota pickup. Yeah, and that thing went forever. Oh yeah, I like the the fuel mileage wasn't as good, but you could buy but propane it was like at twenty a gallon. 
Exactly. It was it was like at least a dollar a gallon cheaper than everything else. Yeah. And that, that all started from the 1970s during that fuel crisis. When, and Are people you just compressed natural gas cars too. Ah, uh, probably. They're they're all right, but same principle. But you can put CNG in a diesel, and it'll man explode the fuel mileage. Like you will be, you will trip out like thirty, forty mile a gallon in a truck like mine. Hmm. And that would be really cool. I'm looking into it big time. I don't but try some shit out. Place. What's that? I yeah, try try some shit out, but like they're just trying to mandate electric vehicles and they're not ready. Like that's the thing. The biggest thing is they're not ready. No, we don't they have make, the infrastructure. They make a lot of sense in in these giant cities. Like it would it would yeah. especially if, if they uh if they started nu- using nuclear. Sure. Right. Well, if they started using um like nuclear power and and most of the the vehicles in the city were electric vehicles. I yeah. mean, it would clear it would clear up that smog a lot, <laughs> and and it makes a lot of sense if they would work when they're supposed to work. Yeah, and and they work most of the time, but you get a cold spell like that in Chicago, which yeah. happens every fucking year. I know it's going to be a disaster so when it happens. Oh, I know. It's like Texas. Like everybody gives Texas a hard time because you know, I mean, with good, with good reason. They their their grid fails every time it gets cold. Yeah, but like it's no different than California and Chicago. It's like Chicago's on the fucking Great Lakes. You know, like it's one of the coldest coldest places in the country. You you think you would have or have some generators or something as backup but no that like when when shit goes goes to to hell it just it just stays like that for a while yeah i'm not impressed with it i'm not either like they need to to like that's all i did for two days when it's cold i was like look at all these guys flipping channel and it's all news about that yeah yeah it's it's crazy how many uh how many uh electric cars you see down in your your neck of the world? I haven't not maybe four or five on the way here. Mm. Like that's open that's, a, that's a bad stretch of road to be in an electric vehicle because the oh, wind yeah. ne- I think I the saw wind... two charging places. Yeah, yeah. There's no charging places, and the wind no. doesn't stop blowing ever. No. Like ever. you're you're always into a headwind or a sidewind. Like yeah. you, you you never get a true tailwind. Man, I would love tailwind. Then maybe I would fucking freeze. So it, it man, if, if like you could catch you're a tailwind, riding into the cold. Always, always, somehow, like. Like you're not, ne- you're never riding away from the cold, or at least so, not directly. I think I'm pretty hardcore. I wear my hat all the time. Mm-hmm. Like I figured out how to fold my fold my uh, the back of my hat band in, like mm-hmm. uh, or my sweatband, fold it down and shove it on my head so it won't come off. But uh, I don't think I'm gonna be that tough next storm. I got one of them fucking Siberian freaking. Oh, 
I'm gonna wear it. Swallow your pride and just wear a warm hat. I nobody, will. I nobody, it. nobody fucking cares, man. I, I, it gets below forty degrees. I put a scotch cap on. I don't give a fuck, man. I seen a kid wearing one today, and I'm like, I'm almost in a t-shirt. Like <laughs> I had taken off my sweatshirt earlier, and he's riding a scotch cap, and I'm like, so we got a, a young guy, and mm-hmm. man. I think the crew needs a guy like that. Like, seriously. Like, somebody that takes all the shit, but is willing to do the job that most of us still feel too damn prideful to do. Mm-hmm. Like, this guy hauled go home that we had to send over to the other yard, and he hauled him thin bitch, just happy-go-lucky fucking listen to the radio, drive around and pick up all day and never even saddle a horse. And that's a weird day for me. Like, I couldn't picture not saddling a horse. See, these are the reasons I'm not a feedlot manager. Because I don't want want the full responsibility. I just want to punch cows. Yep, that's all I want to do. I just want to ride my section and go home. I can do most everything that it takes to be a feedlot manager. I just don't want all that responsibility. Yeah, Give me, yeah. I'll, I'll be, I'll be the assistant and I'll, I'll run day to day shit when I have to. Yeah. But, mo- I'll be but the mostly, I'll be the head but cowboy. Mostly, that's about it. But most, mostly just let me take care of cows. That's, that's yeah. what I want to do. I just want to do my job and I write yeah. cold stuff. So, well, I think I'm going to quit doing that because I'm getting old and, man, hitting the ground hurts. Well, and the the colts that you get are very unpredictable. Yeah. I mean, most, most of the time they're okay. Like they're, they're not, they're not that much work, but sometimes you get one and you're like, I'm going to charge you so much money. Oh yeah. This stupid bitch. This thing sucks. But mm. I got pretty lucky with my personal cult. So I've never paid. Like, I paid probably the same as four or five of the horses I actually bought in my life. Mm-hmm. Like, he was not cheap. But after getting him, I'm like, man, I should have done this a long time ago. I know it. It's. It's always that old argument. You get what you pay for, but like, God damn, it is hard. To it's buy hard to five, argue. Yeah, but also it's hard to buy a $5,000 saddle because you're like, God, I could yeah. buy two horse. I could buy a lot of shit for this one saddle. Yeah. And then, then you ride it and you're like, ah, this thing's going to uh, be here. It's going to be here I a while. NRS competitors and they live mm-hmm. a lot. It was a lot of money, but it's so comfortable. And yeah. it was like, it broke in in a week. I was like, this is nice. Well, when I, when I finally broke down and spent the $500 for a pair of uh, semi-custom Beck boots, you know, like it's custom <laughs> to, your, custom to yeah. your foot, but it's like the, it's the working cowboy special. So you only get so many options to make it custom. Yeah. But either way, just to get a, a boot that fits you, you're like, Oh, I get, I get why people pay for these. Like, yeah, this and, is why. Yeah, yeah, and like it, it makes a big difference. And like, uh, like my buddy Jake Houston, he's, 
his boots are not cheap by any means, but like goddamn, he puts some time in. They fit your foot like immediately. That's very awesome. Li- they're very little break in and they look cool as shit. So you're like, I, I get where the price comes in. Yeah. It just like all my tack that, that I paid for, like even my bits, my reins, my rain chains, everything. It is a get what you pay for kind of deal. It, it, it is to a certain extent. There, there's some of those bits where like, I, I like yeah. that bit, but I've seen a classic that that'll ride just the same. Man, and actually, I, my bits are them classics. I they're not bad bits, they're honestly. They're cheap and they're they're well made. They don't pinch. They're they're good. They're all right. And and you and if you work in a feedlot, you don't mind if they rub a little bit of silver off them. You know, it's not yeah. real silver, anyways. So yeah. Well, and I have my buddy. Like, not a lot of people ride rain chains, but especially in split rains, but. Uh, they're stainless. Yeah. That, that's they'll last forever. They get bad, man. Just hose them off or fucking a mm-hmm. wire brush or something. Yeah. They ain't going to rot out. No. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I don't know, man. It feedlot changes your perspective on a lot of shit. You're like, it does. like, it how, makes how good outside. is that saddle? Yeah. What's that? You're, you're like, how good is that saddle? How good yeah. is that bit? Man, because... this guy paid six grand for his saddle. It's a lot of money for a saddle. I mean, I can understand. He's like, he says it like the perfect saddle, but he's a bigger guy, bigger saddle. Mm-hmm. You know? But it fits, fits his horses and fits him good. Yep. I mean that that that's a big it's a big part of it. Yeah. But also like like I've told people I'll never buy a Cory any saddle because I've seen too many horses get chewed up. But I yeah. know some some really sure enough handy like good cowboys. That ride them and they're good and saddles. They, and, they, and and nothing else. And you're just like I I'm not gonna talk shit. I'm just not gonna buy one. Yeah. So. I've noticed that most of them saddles that do chew on a horse, they're usually three or four years old. Yeah, and they're on a green tree, too. That, yeah. The, the, the tree's not dried out properly. Yeah, not kiln dried or, or anything, or time yeah. dried. Yeah. I don't it, get it. It's all, it's all production made. I, I, yeah, I'm not a saddle maker, but... Nah. There, there, there is definitely a uh, a difference to to getting a handmade one. It's just how how much do you want to spend extra? And, and I'm I'm not even I'm not going to talk shit on the guys that charge an arm and a leg because it's, yeah. it lo- it looks like fucking work, and I don't yeah. want to do it. Well, and also, I know guys that I, I have, they, they I can build just a go- nice saddle, but it's just covering a tree because mm-hmm. some of their stuff looks pretty elementary. I mean, I can't talk shit because I can't even put one together. Not even right. like a hand-drawn one. But, I don't know. Like you, you listen back to some of those old cowboy songs. Like Little Joe the Wrangler had a one fucking spur. You know, it is yeah. one of the, it's one of the most famous cowboy songs of all time. Yeah. And uh, Diamond Jim's another one, and it's talking about just a uh, just a crooked cocksucker. You know. You've heard of MC Horses? Oh yeah, 
So I got to, I worked for one of the Wranglers that were, was involved in that sale. Oh, no shit. Well, no, he wasn't what you call a Wrangler. I guess he was a, he was a cowboy, you know, mm. buck group. And, That's awesome. And he, he actually, uh, they actually had some horses that were from that string, like from that group of horses that were mm. offspring of them. That's awesome. It was a cool um, story. That was the uh, outboard up in Oregon. I was oh, drinking yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking weed. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, well, I know some people up from that part of the world that uh, that that know they you know they they were kind of around when that that whole thing happened, and uh, that's one of the songs I, I like. I made it a point. I'm going to learn it this year. I'm going to play it on yeah. guitar for. For Elko next year's MC Horses, because it's just a good old cowboy tune, you know. It's a great fucking song. Hell yeah! (laughs) Um, my buddy, my buddy Forrest. Um, you guys might remember him from some of the songs that featured earlier, but an American Forest. But his wife, uh, Margot Silker, she came up and and played Navajo Rug at the the Burning Daylight show and fucking fucking murdered it too. It was awesome she's uh and she's kind of become a big deal she she uh toured uh with uh hayes carl and uh american aquarium played some like really big festivals and shit i'm like "Eh, good for you man that like i i I remember when they slept on my couch here a couple years ago right (laughs) before covid and now she's like she's out there just doing her thing, and, and then she came out and and sang an Ian Tyson song at my show. I was like, "Fuck yeah, I like I like this I like this chick," you know. Like this tour, hell yeah. Uh, she she and she's good too. I I like her I like her music. She's uh she's she got a unique style, but I, I like her. She's uh she's um her family is Basque, so she's uh. She's she's very connected to like rural California, rural Nevada. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I think her family came over as sheep herders at one point. So it's amazing how many families that started that. I know it's it's crazy, and and it's it's funny how honestly it's it's all because of their work ethic and their food. Like they, yeah, they, uh, they were so you they know, were known like uh, San Francisco Peninsula in uh, Baja. Mm-hmm. So all them guys were uh, they were chosen. Oh, they call them leather. leather God damn it, the leather jacket man. Mm-hmm. God damn it, what the fuck was it? Was the name of them? They were the Spanish, uh, like Spanish guards. But that's who founded that and who populated that out there. So all them people are hardworking, and the only the ones that were you know did good for the community were brought in. Yeah, yeah, I, it's um like it's a lot of that old Californians like that way. Yeah, it's, it's it's like it's the old Spanish culture, you know, and and like the the people that were there, they got these big, huge land grants. Yeah, but they had, to, but they had to take care of it, or somebody else would 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 swoop in yeah. and take it. If so, you like, want a, not... a good YouTube rabbit hole to go down, uh, uh, it's called Cor- Corazon de Vaquero, the Hardy Cowboy, and right. a, there's a whole series of videos on it. 
Fuck yeah. I'm, and I'm it interested. Tells about the San Francisco Peninsula. Hell yeah. Um, it, it's funny how, uh, you know, like the, the American cowboy is, is like, it's kind of like the, the icon of America. It's like the bald yeah. eagle, George Washington, and John Wayne, essentially. Like, that's like when yeah. people think of America. But and like the John Wayne character always comes from the cowboy, which yeah. most like the vast majority of that comes from the Spaniard tradition, yeah. <laughs> which comes from like an, a, a North African tradition. And you're like, we're like, we are so fucking diverse. We are yeah. so fucking diverse. We should we should be White House press secretary right now because like we are minorities somehow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like we, we we've got every fucking culture known to man tied up in the Great Basin cowboy or the, the yeah. Texas cow puncher. You know, it's like we we took a little bit of everywhere Everything. in the world from the British Islands and Ireland to North Africa. Yeah, we we figured out the best way to run cows here in America. You know, and that and we called that the cowboy. You know, it's like from. From North Africa to Spain, yeah, to Eng- England, Ireland, France, Italy. We took all of that. That and is the made- literal melting pot. It's cowboys, yeah. Yeah, and we 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 made it American because that's what we do. God damn it! Yeah, I am you a cowboy. <laughs> you need to get a button where you can like the screeching eagle. Oh fuck! Well, um, I got. I got that one. What? Can, did you hear that one? No. Yeah, close enough. Yeah, close enough. No, uh, like the screeching eagle, like America. Fuck yeah! I know. <laughs> I, I don't. I. I don't have that one loaded, but I. I do have an applause buttons. Okay. <laughs> 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 Oh, yeah. no, I sh- I should get that one. Just like uh, it should be the the first part of Team America World Police. Just, yeah. America, fuck, fuck yeah! yeah. <laughs> Man, I watched that like a month ago. So oh. I think Americans just need to watch it. Durka Durka. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. But also, it explains so much of oh, our man. like so many stereotypes in there. <laughs> Well, and also just like how <laughs> fucking stupid the United States of America has been for the last yeah like, four, forty years, and you're like, oh <laughs> god damn it! Like when when it's they go so kill funny. the one, they kill the one terrorist, and like, but you destroyed a whole city, and they're like, oh people love us, people love us, and everybody's like, yeah. oh, fuck the Americans, and you just fuck destroyed our whole city. <laughs> oh god damn. It's it's so it's so fucking relevant, and you're like, ah, we, ooh, we really How fucked that country far up. It's far. <laughs> like you look at Iraq, and we're like, ooh, they're not doing good. Ooh. Yeah, we My we, uh, oh yeah, sorry, dude, we really fucked that one up. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do better next time. <laughs> well, we're not gonna leave, but we're sorry. 
<laughs> we didn't go nowhere, but, but I know you want us to get the fuck out of here. We're not gonna do that, but look, just napalm. know you like napalm. Yeah. But just know we're not feeling good about this. Okay. <laughs> heartfelt, heartfelt apology. Yeah. Still not leaving. But we feel feel real bad. Yeah. <laughs> You guys got any more like oil or anything like that laying around? Oh, I I know you got some oil down there. Yeah, don't don't hold out on me, bitch. Don't hold out on me, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they got hip slaps. Ah, yeah, Team America. That's uh, it's. I I keep uh, I remember when when me and my wife first started dating. I made her watch South Park. I was like, I said, the jokes are really funny. I said, the the toilet jokes are really funny. But I said, pay attention to what they say uh, as far as like political discourse. Yeah. I was like, it, it is the smartest show on television. They, they are and, putting and, shit so under the radar. <laughs> oh, man. And so uh, she was teaching at Holly, Holly, Colorado. And one of the kids came in and was quoting South Park. And she's like, you're an idiot. You are not smart enough to watch South Park. And I was like, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to marry that bitch. <laughs> you are not smart enough for that. And, and, and she was 100% right. I was like, because, but I had, I had made her watch enough South Park where I was like, just Pay attention to what they what say. The like shows? it's there, it's there. I, I say like, it's really funny. You got to wade through a lot of dick jokes. It's kind yeah. of like my show. <laughs> you got to wade through the dick jokes to get the serious <laughs> stuff, but it's there. According to South Park, Carmen's is the biggest. You know. Yeah, yeah. I I, th- I think uh, you know if we, if we had learned anything over the last like five years is. Fuck the government. They, yeah. don't, they don't tell you anything that's true. Like PC principle. <laughs> yeah. I'm fucking wild, man. Yeah. He freaks the fuck out and you're like, hey, not my PC. <laughs> you PC, bro? Yeah. <laughs> I love his glasses. Ah, uh, and he just gets so angry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the funniest episodes they've done, and it was one of their, their newest episodes, but it's like uh Randy's uh, oven door was not shutting correctly and his wife his wife had been bitching about him for like for like six months to fix it. And he's like, I don't know how to fix it, so he called a handyman. Uh, and it's like three weeks out, and he's like Fucking nobody knows how to fix anything anymore. God. Oh, wait. <laughs> well, that handyman comes in all the time. Yeah. Well, then the handyman starts making all this money and starts balling out of control and then buys a bunch of spaceships and tries to go to space. <laughs> I didn't see that one. Oh, it's That's... so funny. You, you'd like the shit out of it. Because, yeah, the, the, the handyman is just like some fucking white trash redneck dude uh-huh. that all of a sudden gets a lot of money and he's like he's racing his fellow handyman into space 
in a rocket. They're that's, both in a spaceship. Kinda, that's <laughs> South Park book. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah. It it was it was interesting. It uh, and funny. Like they always, it's always funny. That that that's part. Of, like, go as far as you want to, just make me laugh, and they always yeah, do. just make me laugh, and you can say bad shit, bad bad yeah. shit. As long as it's funny, I don't care. I uh, just make me laugh. Hell, man, you care if I, I call this early because I'm getting tired as hell. Yeah, you bet, man. It was good to it was good to catch up with you though. Yeah, we'll talk more about feedlot shit later on. Fuck yeah, man. I'm sure you, I'll discover uh, a lot more. Hell yeah. How's how's the head doing? Everything good there? Pretty good. I still talk yeah. like shit, if you didn't notice. <laughs> uh, honestly, I haven't noticed much since, you know, before the accident. You just, uh, you're just kind of, you're kind of a dumb dumb and I've accepted it. I, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah, oh, we're, man. we're, and for everybody that gets offended by that, we've, we're, we're homies. Three yeah, years running yeah. now, so it's okay. I, I, I mean, I can say that I was pretty retarded, and I enjoyed <laughs> it, and I can say that because I brain damage. And you're still fully retarded, so it, like yeah. we love you just yes. we love like, you just the same. I'm only twelve percent less retarded. No, no, twelve percent more retarded. And, so. and now, now you have an excuse, and that's what yeah. I love about it. I don't have the strength, but I have the excuse. I'm waiting Fuck for yeah. somebody to go. Do you have fucking brain damage, really? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes, sir. I do. Would I you like do. To talk... you want a card? Would you like to talk more about it? Because I yeah. will. And they, <laughs> Lord Jesus, but man, I I can tell you. <laughs> I tell you a thing or two. Yeah. <laughs> Yoga pants. They are the style of nurses. And uh, they're they're not real great. To ride no, a horse not in. all of them, but some, no. some. No, I mean, yeah. If we can end on one thing, huh. let's end. Let's end on this. Hmm. Yoga pants are either the best thing in the world, or, or the worst. It's yes. not so much the worst thing in the world, but a, like it's a distraction. And not a not a good yoga pants in in and of themselves are a distraction. Yes, yes. And there's and there's no there's no in between. No, there's no in between. Because even the mediocre yoga pants make him go, "Oh yeah, I touch that thing." Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Even even the ones who you know don't have that good of an ass. Yoga pants will make them look like, oh, they Especially got kind of an ass. I know. Uh, but then you see the Walmart people. Yeah. And you're like, oh, no, you need jeans. Please yes, put jeans no, on. Not even jeans. Like a moo-moo. Like put a moo-moo. Yeah. yeah, Like no shape to that. Like we... We know your shape, and it's not desirable. If you're gonna wear leggings, wear a dress over them. Or, or we have the the reaction that's like, "Oh, I didn't know that was a possible shape." I I feel like, like I should. A potato. I, I feel like I should congratulate you, but I, you're, <laughs> I also I don't want to because oh, you're dis, you're disgusting. All right. Well, we got we can definitely agree on that. There's no in between on yoga pants. 
Yes, and Haley Wilkerson, I hope you enjoyed this this episode. You were the one that that set it in motion. I was. Yeah. Uh, she she was the one that said you should have a podcast. You tagged me and said I yeah. I, I will when you have me back on. I was, yeah. And I read that and I was like, you know what? It's been a minute since I've talked to Casey. I'm <laughs> back in Texas, but I'm staying this time. Fuck yeah! So anyway, uh, cheers to Haley Wilkerson. Yeah. Uh, I, I I wanted to talk to Casey anyways, but uh, that was a good idea you had. So Hell yeah. I, pre- I appreciate you, and Casey, I appreciate the fuck out of you, man. Keep doing thanks, your man. thing. And um, everybody else, thanks for listening, and move your ass. We're burning daylight. But, but. Up in the morning, beneath the stars so bright. Pull your hat down, make sure your cinch is tight. Horses kind of snuffy, cold chill up your spine. We'll get your ass moving, sun or burning daylight. Tell the job's done right